The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Okay, question. Are there any pricing margins we should be within when it comes to competitors in the area of standard cleaning service rates? Great question. Um, with the right cost of goods sold, we're definitely the highest, doubt it. Is there any point we should re-examine our cost of goods sold to be more competitive? Never. The reason I like the cost of goods sold is it's got locality built in. So what would not make sense if I said, everybody charge 26 bucks an hour, 43 bucks an hour, that's the right rate. Well, the people in San Francisco are like, I can't, it costs me 30 bucks an hour to get people. And the people in Boise are like, it's 12 bucks an hour. It doesn't make any sense. Because we go based on pay. And if you've been to step nine, you'll get the pay. We, the pay is based on your area, right? So all the other people in your area have the same competition. Um, 30% margin might be a little better than the other people are making. Um, the expenses are not going to be right. You need things like insurance and, you know, there's, there's nothing in there that's extravagant. So everyone's on a, on a level playing field. Um, you know, the expenses we've got are the right expenses. Your comp your competitors will probably actually waste a bunch of money on marketing crap that doesn't work. So your, your expenses should actually be tighter. So the only thing you're fighting on is margin. Um, you're making 30%. Maybe somebody's willing to do it for 15% or 10%. I don't give a crap, right? They're going to be 300 bucks. I'm going to be 330. I'm going to be better at selling and get that. So because it's a, it's automatically built and adjusted for area because of the pay that you're doing, it works everywhere. We've coached every province in Canada, every state in the United States, probably a dozen countries. The, the numbers work no matter what, because it's self-adjust because of the base. And price is just, that's what you're, so are, is there going to be a competitor doing it for no cost of goods sold or hundred percent cost of goods sold? I just want to make 20 bucks an hour to clean. Yeah, there will be, but you're not competing with them, right? Because the real homeowners that you want, if someone came into my place, I'm like, I don't have any insurance. I just have a mop. I don't have employees. It's just me, but I'm super cheap. Not for me. I want a real company that's insured that these are, this is my family. This is, you know, I've got a couple million expensive homes. I'm not worried if it's 300 bucks a month or 400 bucks a month. I'm like, do you have insurance? Are you gonna let my dogs out? My kids here? Like I have very different interests than who's the cheapest guy. Now there's probably someone in an apartment that's a single bachelor making $42,000 a year whose rents $890. He's super concerned if it's $150, $180. He's the wrong customer. So let the 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 you know one man Sam go handle that dude. You're going to are there people that will coach you on how to grow a cleaning company for 26 bucks in a hug? Pro, I don't know. I have no idea what my competitors charge. I guarantee I'm the highest expensive. I I if someone else is more expensive I'd piss I'd have to raise prices. I don't care because I know I'm here to help freaking, you know, Mike Castro's like, I was working 60, 70 hours a week. I'm working 30. I don't know his exact numbers, but I bet she's making an extra 50 grand a year profit. I could have charged him triple. It's not the, it's not what competitors charge. It's the results that you get. So if I'm your client that you want and I'm working 60, 70 hours a week and I'm a doctor doing whatever and I make, you know, $300,000 a year. I'm not interested in 300 bucks versus $370. I'm interested in, is it freaking going to feel good? Are you going to do a good job? So I'm really glad that you asked that question. Emphatically, no, do not give up your margin. Yeah. Great. Thanks. And always okay to answer, ask that question because other people might be thinking about it as scared, but it is really important. That is probably, aside from core values, that's probably the one strategy. If I could only have one thing that I could lever in your business, it'd be for me to pick the pricing. 
If I can pick the pricing, you guys can screw up a bunch of crap and they'll still be fine. If I can't pick the pricing, we don't even take franchise, like not all franchises, like there's some that we do take, but the commercial like Janny King that take 20, 30% won't even accept them as a client because I can't pick the pricing. They're like, hey, I got to give 20 to 30% away to Janny King. Help me be successful. I'm like, I can't. Now, if they want to buy start their own company, not we'll help them with that. But if they're like, I don't get to pick the pricing, I'm like, I won't even take you as a client because you can't be successful. Why would I take your money? Yeah. So when it comes to the whole like principle of like the Toyota versus the Lexus, you know, we're, we're given the Lexus model. I mean, what would you say to all of us to make sure that we have that we're, that we're giving to make sure we are that Lexus versus Toyota? Cause in the end, the house still gets cleaned. Um, is it the core values? Is it the, the care that we need to be bringing to make sure we're that Lexus model for the so premium let me tell you what it's not. And then I'll tell you what, because what it is, is a big answer. What it's not is a small answer. What is not is you clean better than the next guy. You right. got to, I'm so glad that you get that because that is, it's not a competition I want to get in. Like Walmart, they compete on price and they're really freaking good at it. And I think Dan Kennedy said, if you can't be the cheapest, be the most expensive. There's no value, be the second cheapest because everyone's going to buy the cheapest. So if you can't be the cheapest to compete on, I'm going to get everyone because I'm the cheapest, you might as well be the most freaking expensive because there's value there. So, it's not cleaning. It's not cleaning. It's not cleaning. We're magic. We clean better. Because guess what? Every one of your competitors says they clean better. That's everyone's value proposition. And guess what? All of you but one are lying, right? There can only be one definitively, quote unquote, the best cleaner. And you know who makes the best hamburger? It ain't McDonald's. You know who makes the most money making hamburgers? It's McDonald's. <laughs> Their hamburgers suck. It's not. So see what I'm saying? It's And you know what it is for there? It's how it feels. It's how it smells. It's, the, it's exactly what we said earlier on outcome. I know when I go to McDonald's, I'm going to get a terrible burger, probably overpriced in a mildly smelly restaurant that a thousand people have been in. Why would I do that? Because I know exactly what I'm going to get. Their outcome is you can go to McDonald's in Louisiana and you can go to McDonald's in Phoenix. You could probably go to McDonald's in the Ukraine, and it's probably going to feel almost exactly the same. So I know what I'm going to get is their value proposition. And also it's how it makes me feel. I was here when I was a kid. It made me feel that way. Now I'm taking my kid. It makes him feel that way. It is how you make them feel. So just like we talked about earlier with outcome, I think with Katie, the outcome clarity is what you're giving. So the sales process is upgraded. Everyone else is like, well, how many square feet is it? And how often would you like it cleaned? And how many bathrooms do you have? And how much of that is vacuuming? Um, you are going, how does it make you feel when you have this not problem? You know, when you have this not solved, how's it affecting your life? So the sales process is upgraded. The core values are upgraded and the outcome is upgraded. You, and that's the other thing. When you charge enough money, if crap goes wrong, you can fix it. So with, if you're charging 45% cost of goods sold, you can have quarterly or monthly customer appreciation parties. You can send them a little gift when their kid gets sick or when it's an anniversary. So it's really how you make them feel has nothing to do. And how you make them feel is the sum total, the sales process, your core values, how you, how you train your people. So it all comes together, but people will pay anything for how you, how you make them feel. Like we just stayed at a, we were in Hawaii and the hotel's like a thousand bucks a night or something. And the view was great. It was a nice hotel. Everything was fine. The staff, how they made us feel was wildly different than a $400 night hotel. And was this, and I'll be honest, that hotel was nicer, 20%. Like it wasn't that much nicer, it's 20% nicer. But the way that all the little things, and I couldn't tell you exactly what the thing is, but there was a thousand tiny things. The way we felt when we walked into that hotel was substantially better than the way we felt walking when we went to another hotel. Was it cleaner? Probably not. Same cleanliness. Was it square? No, it was actually a smaller room. The square footage, you're like, what about that? Like all the definitive things you think, it was equal, maybe a little better, maybe a little worse. But how we made me feel, people will pay double for that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's good. 
Really good question. I'm glad that you asked, brother. Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you want to say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there. Question, um, during the working interview, are they doing any of the cleaning? All? Yes, a thousand percent. So they watch you first. But, and by the way, for the working interview, we're looking for like, two to three hours, day one tops. Um, people get overwhelmed quick. Like it's <laughs> it's not hard, but if you've been cleaning eight hours a day, you're like, please, this is nothing. They're new. It is something for them. So um, two, three hours tops. And I mean, look at, oh, and by the way, uh, Isabel Bigger, you just missed Mike Castro talking about rocking, picking up another $4,000 account. So I advise you, I just direct message him and be like, why are you so smart? What are you doing over there? Just make you do you. But uh, oh, I'm sorry, I did. I heard all that. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I didn't see. So I thought you were gone. Cool. No, uh, and I'd I reach out to Mike anyway because he's a freaking he's a freaking genius. Um, okay, so yes, a thousand percent. Like taking out the trash is wildly simple. It's not a complex thing. So you take out one and be like, you know, you never really have to teach them. Um, so yeah, the first one. I would go, they watch you for like 10 minutes in the bathroom and you watch them. The trash, you could literally just do it together because there's not teaching. The floor, like, yeah, they should be cleaning probably 40% the first day, maybe 60% the next day. And then the third day, again, that's the one where you let them clean and leave and come back and do the walkthrough with them. So yes, they should be cleaning as well. Uh, do I have a conversation about what my specific core values are when I hire employees? Of course, that's all you should be talking about. How should it go? Um, I'm asking because during the interviews, you're not supposed to tell them specifically about our core values. Only ask, yes. So um Literally just, oh, you were there in the training. I just talked about this. I will do it again. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah you, you got the training after the question, but I'll, I'll give it for everyone else. So the group interview is um, like 100% just you asking core values-based questions. And then if they ask a question, you answer it quickly and respond with a question. So do we get paid mileage? Yes, you do. Boom, hit someone else with a question. So like, we're not going to be cagey, but we're it, when we're talking about our company, which is what we want to do, we're learning nothing about them, which is what we need to do. So the group interview, 100% asking core values-based questions. The uh, It's funny you asked that. We literally just covered it. So this is for everyone else, Katie. Um, the one-on-one interview is going to be 70-30, 70% core values-based questions, 30% logistics. We do this. This is how you clock in. This is where you get your timesheet. You know, here's where we meet. We do the weekly meetings, blah, blah, blah. Um, the working interviews where you really hit the core values, right? So the cleaning, because you're just cleaning, it's a lot more about, and here, perfect examples, you'll see how we interact. I don't know how, unless I'm explaining core values and training it to you, rarely do I go, okay, guys, having fun is one of my core values. Um, I'm going to do one unit of fun. Um, Mike Castro and, and Daniel, you're wearing the same lime shirt. Boom, fun handled. All right, be real. And you know what I'm saying? Like I just show the beautiful thing about our core values is it's who we are. So my least favorite thing to hear is when people say things like, I got my core values. I paid for a big sign and they're on the back thing. And I and they're in the the this the the um you know signature of my thing. I'm like, great, what are they? And they're like, um, I know it's have fun and I think profit, no, make money. I'm like, you're no good. You have to own these things. So the core values, you just live them so freaking loudly. Certainly you can write them down and tell them, but the goal is when I say, hey, my core values are have fun, make money, be real, help out. You're like, that's what this is. I felt like a vibe around here and I couldn't really like articulate it. Have fun, make money, be real, help out. That's what it is. So you want to be living them so loud. If and when you articulate them, they're like, yes, that's exactly what I've been feeling. So the verbalizing it is 6% of it. Like if I told you guys, 
I care about you all. You're all very important to me. I care so much. Okay. I don't have time meeting over. That means nothing. But what I'm like, I'm here for you. I love you. What can we do? I'll go extra. What do you need? We're here for you. We got you. It's all about action. So um, yes, you can verbally tell them, but that's 2% of it. Um, one of my favorite mentors, Vern Hornish said, until you walk into your employees talking amongst themselves, not knowing you're there, and they're going like, have fun, make money, like do, mocking you doing the core values. You haven't done them enough. That's really the goal. They're just like enough with the freaking core values. That's all you ever talk about. Um, and then when they come to you with a problem, like, hey, you know, I was working with Daniel and he's slow. I don't like it. I don't want to be with Daniel anymore. All right. Well, let's talk that through. Are you still here for having fun, making money, being real, helping out? Is that why you picked us? Yeah. All right. Well, let's walk through. You know, I can't imagine it'd be fun, Daniel, if you feel like you're working harder. Why don't we grab him? You know, how about making money? You know, and I'm just going to go through the core values one by one. So you're not going to just push them in, but it's, it should come up all the time in natural conversation because that's how you, that, they're the rules of the company. Okay. Um, the This is a little more logistical side, but do you have any tips on making checklists? I'm trying to get everything in order for hiring. And since it's only with me, I don't necessarily have a checklist. Yeah, I don't really. Um, just like I said, if it's not included, it's because it's not wildly important. I'm sure if you put in the Facebook group, hey, who's got a good uh, residential checklist? Someone would hook you up with it. But the checklists aren't the magic. It's the, again, it's really the core values. Because if I'm not a core values match, even the best checklist in the world, it's going to be worthless. If I'm a perfect uh, core values match, you can give me a checklist, but I don't really need it because I'm going to do a good job either way. Um, the big thing I want, so yeah, no, we don't give checklists because they're just not crucial and different people want different things. The two things I will say on the checklist is one, they should be 70% identical and 30% have notes for the client. So when I'm going through and you're like, they've got a cat, they got a whatever, this is, you know, ADP's the alarm system and you got to, here's a code. Like, so there should always be a customized thing and there should be a checklist. The second thing is anytime we're training anyone on anything, always start with outcome and then go to kind of the logistical. So the outcome should be, if I was training you, I'd go, here we go, Katie, your core values match. You want to have fun, make money, be real, help out, right? Right. Cool. Cool. Um, when the outcome for us is, this is what I promised my customers. Christina is an amazing lady. She works really hard. When she comes home, we want her to be like, oh, the cleaners were here. I love my favorite day's cleaning day. I feel so help. I feel so happy and welcome when I come home. So before you leave, you're going to have the checklist and I want you to check all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I want you to just walk through this house, just like Christina is going to be coming home. And if you get that feeling, you did a good job. If you don't fix it. So you see how I'm going to give them the outcome first. The checklist is a tool, but the, the outcome is what we really want. And when you get the uh, the job descriptions we give you for all the schedule and all the other good stuff, you'll see we always start with core values first, then the outcome, and then sometimes that's it. I mean, obviously compensation, how long it should take, but sometimes we don't even tell them how to do it. We might give a little like guideline and here's some ideas of what to do, but really it's core values first because as long as you're following the rules are square, outcome second, pay and just how long it should take third, and then maybe some guidelines. So always start with the outcome. And that's how we go when we sell, right? So if I'm uh, I forget who was saying like they raise prices on somebody and they're like, oh, well, you know, we're going to keep our eye on you. It's like, that's not an outcome I want. That So they're saying the outcome is we're going to follow you around and make your life miserable. I'm out, forget it. So I, I would respond to that. Hey, we want to make you, I would say, here's the outcome we want. You come home and you're like, oh, the cleaners were here and I feel loved and cared for. And I can't wait to just relax in this house. I've had a hard day. If that's what you're looking for, we are a good fit. If you're like, I'm going to go find something the cleaners miss so I can yell at them. We're not a good fit. That's not what we're here for. So do you see how you set the outcome both on the customer and the client and the employee side? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Really good question, Katie. Thank you for asking. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. 
Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can, as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.